Hey, this is Latif Mikado, and you're listening to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, where I take some time each night to try and reflect on the freestyle scene, where it is, where it's going, and try to figure out how to sustain it, not just for future generations to enjoy, but also to benefit. So sit back, relax, and let's talk some freestyle. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, and this is episode 481. Hope you guys are doing swell this evening. It is a beautiful Sunday evening. Um, yeah, they dissed us, man. We didn't have those storms that was they were dra- bragging about this weekend. Oh, storms. I have people which praying for me. I have my my cousin calling saying, hey, man, make sure you don't go anywhere. You're going to go anywhere. Go early. Go to start early, do what you gotta do, and and I was I was kind of looking forward to it, man. It's really nothing like sitting on my porch when it's storming. As long as the rain's not coming my way, that's when I kind of get a little funny about it. But uh, but now nothing. A little sprinkle yesterday, wet my lawn, uh, <clears throat> it watered my lawn basically. Uh, but tonight, man, clear sky, stars in the sky, absolute full moon. I said, cool, crickets are out. Perfect, perfect. Now I'm in a t-shirt and shorts with flip-flops. And I'm comfortable, like I could chill. I could stay like this. So, North Carolina living. <laughs> um, I love this, I, I do, I do. You know, when I was growing up, um, whenever I used to watch movies, I used to watch like The Exorcist, or I used to watch whatever, you know. Uh, Amityville Horror or, you know, spooky movies. It always took place in a house. And I literally remember saying I would never live in a house. I swear, it feels like I said this like the other day. It doesn't feel like I said this 20 years ago or 15 years ago. It doesn't, not at all. And I've been here about 15 years now. It's crazy how the time here has flown like it flew so fast here. It's unbelievable how fast 15 years here flew by, you know? And uh, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Just tells you how fast the time flies. You know, I guess when you're having fun, you know, I guess some people feel like the world has just been taking a long time. I guess their their days are just dreaded. They dread their days, you know? And um, me, it feels like my days fly by, you know? Even on the weekends, like I have a mechanical way of doing things and uh, I have a, <coughs> I have my own system and it kind of gets me through the day and I, it's lovely, I love it, I really do, man. Even on the weekends, like I know what I want to do. I love being home. If I go on the road, I have to go on the road, I make the best of it. But I like being home, let's be real, you know? I wish I could snap my fingers, be at that show, do the show, and snap and be back. I'll be good. It's that travel. It's the travel shit. A little crazy. But but um what I was saying was um so I never wanted to buy a house. I never wanted to live in a house. I always lived in an apartment. You know, we when we lived in Florida, we had this little cottage for a very short period of time. And I remember even that being a little on the creepy side. I mean, it was pretty much a new cottage. It wasn't old, there was nothing old about it. it Looks like they put that thing together for, you know. Honestly, like 15 grand, probably. In that day, in those days, this is the early 80s. 
So it probably was literally like 15,000 to build that, that little cottage, you know? And it was two bedrooms. But, um, <coughs> yeah, I remember it, man. It's funny because I don't, it's not 100% clear. I remember a little bit of it. Um, but I don't know. It's just still a little blurry, a little blurry for me. Like, I don't remember the kitchen too much. I don't remember the bed. I don't think we were there that long. I don't think we were in that place that long. My mother ended up getting, um, uh, she wound up leasing the bar restaurant across the street. So I believe my brother-in-law had helped her out with it and they kind of went partners. She ran it, he invested and um, didn't do too well. My mom wasn't the one, she wasn't a, an entrepreneur. She was, you know, like to have her beers and can't run a bar and drink at the same time. It just doesn't work. <laughs> She'd be pissed off if she heard me saying that. But, uh, but um, but yeah, man, you know. So, but anyway, when um, then when I started to get into real estate, um, I saw the value of it, and then I moved to the Bronx, and that was the first house that I ever owned, which was a two-story brownstone on Interville Avenue. That's when me and Andrew got together. And, now that was a creepy house, though. That was a creepy house because it was so old. It was, I think it was from 1896 or something like that. So it was a really old house. It was made really good, you know. Um, but it was a, a permanent piece of the Bronx. Like, had rats in the back in the backyard. I actually gutted the entire kitchen, um, and um, and, the, and still, even with the gutting, there was still like roaches came through. You know, like I did everything in my power. To try to eliminate the, it was just a mess. I just, I started getting skeeved out. It was just, I could not control them. Could not control them. <coughs> and I wind up selling that house and making a pretty penny. Um, I remember the guy who called, who bought it from me, he ended up um, calling me one day. He was like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, what? He goes, I can't even give this, this house away right now. Because the market, when we sold it, the market had just collapsed. And I think he wanted to freaking hang himself after that, you know? <coughs> and, um, but the thing was so funny is that he, he claimed to be this real estate expert. Like he was trying to teach me, cause I remember winning the asking for like a crazy amount of money and he laughed. And, and though I still feel like I probably could have gotten that, but I didn't, but I got pretty close to it, you know? So I think I asked for 750, I got 500. <clears throat> which was my plan, you know, and his offer was like 250. I was like, get out of here. And I had bought it only for 150. So, so I walked away with a pretty penny and then, uh, of course, bought these properties here. But then from that point on, I live in a house, but I live in a pretty modern house, pretty new house. It's built in late nineties. Um, but it's, um, a very modern neighborhood. I think so. I also owned a couple, well, I own three older houses. Those were creepy, especially the one I had on Church Street, which probably is the one I regret giving up the most um, because of the way that thing was set up. I just, I, I don't know. Angel, every time I talk about it, she kind of waves me up. She says, stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. But we didn't lose it, lose it. We sold it. We made a profit, a, a really good profit. Like, we tripled our money. And uh, <coughs> pretty much on all the properties that we sold, you know, we tripled our money quadrupled in a couple instances and um but ever since then you know I got my house and I love my house I love 
I love the ownership of it. I love the privacy. I love the fact that this is mine. It's my house. You know what I mean? When I say mine, I mean me and my wife, of course. It's our home. You know, we could go over here if I want to cut down a tree. If I want to throw a rock through a window. <laughs> like, I could do any of that, you know? If I want to burn it down, I think I could do it. I don't even think I'll get in trouble, you know? Because it's paid in full, so, you know, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to get in trouble. Of course, the, uh, the, um, the insurance company wouldn't like that. So, you know, uh, yeah, I guess I would get in trouble if I try to claim it. But, um, but yeah, man. Uh, and now I got this. And uh, <coughs> once in a while, Angel talks about, you know, buying a brown, uh, not brownstone out here, like a townhouse or an apartment like in the city. And I scratch my head on it. And I'm like, you know. I don't know. I don't know if that's what I would want. Like, I, I got really, really used to this, you know? So I don't know if if I would want to live in a townhouse or live in an apartment. Now, some apartments are really, really gorgeous. Now, definitely, definitely, if I lived in New York, I would want a beautiful apartment in Manhattan. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I would want to live in Manhattan, you know? And as crazy as it is, but if I'm getting older and the kids are grown and it's just me and Angel, that's, you know, we're healthy and I wouldn't mind doing that. I wouldn't mind saying, come on, let's get rid of all this garbage that we have. Let's, let's move to New York and let's, let's enjoy, you know, the last whatever amount of years we have left in our hometown, you know, of New York City. So, <coughs> but I'm not... Excuse me, guys. Freaking allergies are kicking my ass. That's what it is. It's nothing. Don't have corona. It's allergies because I haven't coughed all day. As soon as I stepped out, I started coughing. But, um, but yeah, but until then, uh, I like my house. I like my privacy. You know, we are considering a bigger house. You would think, you know, as you get older, you downgrade, you downsize because your kids moved out. But we lost two kids that moved out. And we gained four grandchildren, two grandchildren that moved in. And they're the same age. So, well, no, I'm sorry, they're not. They're a few years apart. They're what? Five years apart? Four years? No? Six, seven, eight. They're three years apart. So, they're three years apart. And um, my son and daughter are ten years apart. You know? So, so and those kids are here. And I think when the, older, when the other ones get older, they're going to spend a lot more time. Right now, we don't get them because they're little... And, like, my house is not regular home. My house is a workplace. So, and it's not fair that, you know, I have all four kids here and Angel's chasing the little ones. And the two big ones, they act up too, you know. So it's not fair. Um, as they get older, and start to mellow out. Plus, we'll look, we want to get a fence. We get a fence and we can put some stuff for them to play with in the back. Uh, we don't have to worry too much, you know. We can kind of, you know, keep an eye on our uh, eye on them from the windows, you know, so, but uh, I like, you know, one of the regrets that I do have, though, I gotta say, you know, I think I just got caught up at the, in the moment, you know, and I, I used to talk about getting my daughter uh, a treehouse, and I never got a chance to get her a treehouse, you know, and I shouldn't beat myself up for it, because I lived in an apartment my whole life, you know, like I said, except for, moved to Florida for a little while, but the two places that I remember living were apartments, and they weren't in the best places 
there were dangerous areas, all of the areas that I lived in. So unfortunately, I've been, I was blessed to be able to get my kids out of those areas, kind of, you know, raise them in places where they had a little bit more chance, you know, now they can still find their shit, which my son did, you know, he, he got his, he has his share of trouble that he's gotten into and um, being out here, you know. Uh, my daughter, thank God, oh my God, like, I can deal with the boy acting up, but the girl, thank God, you know. She's good, she's in Germany, she's in the army. From what I see, she's doing the right thing. So, you know, I'm sure there's some stupidity. She's only 21, she's only 20, I'm sorry, she's not even 21 yet. So I'm sure there's a little stupidity going on. I'm sure she does some dumb shit that I'm not aware of. And if I saw, I'd probably, you know, lose my mind, but I gotta trust her. And I kinda throw little tidbits of, uh, of advice, and even though she never wants to hear it. I don't get it with these kids, but you know what? I guess I do get it. I do get it because I was the same way. You know, when you're young, when you're a little kid, right? Like Santana. Santana asked me a lot of questions. She loves to ask me questions. I give her advice. We talk. She loves to hear my stories. And Angel makes it a point because the kids are always like, tell me a story, tell me a story. And, <coughs> but they mean like a life story, like something that happened. And, um, and, um, I don't have that, like, some of the stories that I, I have are not stories you want to tell kids, <laughs> you want to tell kids these stories, you know, and, um, uh, but sometimes I'm not in the mood, like, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't feel like telling a story, and, um, uh, an angel tells me, remember, there's going to come a time they don't want to hear your stories anymore. There's gonna come a time when their stories are gonna have you rolling, <laughs> rolling your eyes. It is so true, you know, because my daughter, I can't really tell her. <laughs> I can't tell her much, you know. Does it hurt? Yeah, but oh, what makes me feel okay about it is the fact that, you know, sometimes I'm watching a movie, or I'm watching TV or something, and I see the teenagers or the early adults, the young adults, um, acting up towards their, like their parents, are not cool. Their parents don't know crap. Um, they don't want to be seen with them. They don't want them giving them advice. They know everything. And sometimes when I see that, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Because I think about me, I was the same way. Certain things, my mother, come here, come here, let me talk to you. Sit down. I was like, oh boy, what is she gonna talk about? I look, I look down. She has her beer. So I'm like, okay, she's feeling, feeling a little. A little nice right now. What's she gonna talk about? And be whatever. When I was real young, be about girls. When I got a little older, it was about her dying. What am I, what am I gonna do when she dies? This is what I want you to do. And it was just, you know, I used to hate to listen. I used to just kind of roll my eyes. Um, my kids, I learned, and I tell a lot of my friends this too, you know, when they have the same issue with their kids. And I said, listen, no matter what, give them the advice. Even if they don't listen, or you think they didn't listen, they roll their eyes, I said, because there's gonna come a time when they're gonna, that advice is actually gonna play in. It's gonna play a role. It's, they're, gonna, they're gonna roll their eyes, um, but then when they're older, and, and if you're not around anymore, they're gonna be like, well, I remember this. I remember my father told, telling me this, and they'll resonate with it, and then the next thing you know, they're passing on the same advice, <laughs> and their kids are gonna start rolling their eyes. So, uh, <clears throat> so it's pretty, uh, it's, uh, pretty interesting when you uh 
when you look at it that way. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, so you know, we moved out here, North Carolina. It's, it's it was cool. You know, my first two months here, I almost moved back to New York. I remember my nephew Eddie was so excited about me living here, so excited, and it was cool in the beginning for me. But then the dust settled and I had to get back to work. And remember, I'm an entrepreneur, I work from home. No, I have to generate my my business. I have to generate it, right? <clears throat> and I remember going to the office. Well, that time it was just a garage with like a little a little setup, nothing fancy. And I remember it just took me a long time just to, you know, get my computer set up, like to try to make it into something so that way I can work. I remember getting on the phone and I just could not do it, man. It was like in New York and in the Bronx in particular, even in Queens, but in the Bronx in particular, I used to sell, you know, I sell, I'm a sell, I'm a booking agent, so I sell. And I used to always step out onto my porch and I lived right next to the six train, Intervale uh, Avenue six train, so it's the, the, the six, the two and the four, right, that came through there. <coughs> and um, <clears throat> and I used to no the two and the five, six to two and the five. So I used to always step out on my porch, and Angel used to say, "Oh, you just go out there and see the girls." I'm like, "Well, okay. I mean, it's cool to you know I'm standing there see girls go by. Okay, cool. But I'm working. And the reason really why I went out there was the energy, the energy of human life of seeing people going back and forth and just kind of really grabbing the vibe like. Noise didn't bother me. Trains going by, police cars going by, people talking didn't bother me. It added to the entire environment that I was so used to to working, really performing, you know, because I'm a salesman. And so I have to put on a show, basically. I have to entertain these people, and I have to I have to win them over, you know, because if I get if win them over and I win the applause, I also get the job. So when we moved out here, I remember getting up early in the morning like I always did. And in the Bronx, even early in the morning, there's gonna be chaos, there's gonna be people out there. <coughs> and I remember, um, I remember being in the garage and actually opened up the garage to get a little air. And let me tell you something, this shit was so silent. Like I don't find it all as silent now as it was when I moved here. Like, there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of cars that come through here, the highways, a lot of trucks, you know? So I hear noise, I could hear it. Either that or I became adapted to it, you know? But I remember opening up that garage and trying to work and it being absolutely dead silent. Like, I had no idea what the hell I was doing here. And it got terrifying. I went day after day. I think I went almost two months. I could not pull a job. I could not sell. I, I felt like I was on a surfboard on a lake, not in the ocean. Like I was on a surfboard in the middle of a lake. It was the weirdest, weirdest feeling. And I got to the point, I remember telling Angel, I said, hey man, we might have to move back. And she was like, what? I was like, yo, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Cause you gotta be kidding me. She goes, what do you mean? I remember telling my, my sister, and then telling my nephew. And they were like, are you kidding me? My sister was like, you just moved here. And my nephew was like, yo, you gotta, you gotta give it a shot, man, give it a chance. I'm like, 
I couldn't, people, like people did not understand. Like I felt that if I didn't move, like something, I was gonna have to go work at Walmart or something. I couldn't get it, I couldn't get it together. And then I picked up a show. And when I had picked up that show, it's like suddenly it, was, it became a tour and everything opened up for me. And what I did is I started creating my own atmosphere. How did I do that? I started putting music on. And I would put the music on pretty loud. I would find a station that worked for me. See, now it's a little different because I go on YouTube because the music that I like to listen to that motivates me is like drum and bass, trash, trip hop, uh, trance, trip hop, lo-fi, you know, shit like that. But, you know, you have a radio, you get in some R&B, maybe some rock, uh, and some rap. None of that really did it for me. You know, I go, we'll listen to some hip-hop, but, you know, it, sometimes it just wasn't, the lyrics would get me too much into the lyrics and not really into the vibe, you know? And, um, and I would just wind up creating my own atmosphere and time, and then finally everything clicked. And, like, right now, um, yeah, I'm good. Like, I create my own atmosphere. What I'm thinking now is, what if I ever had to, you know, move to back to New York for any reason? Would I be able to function? Would it now be too noisy for me? Like, I don't know. So, but anyway, hi right, guys. It's already, uh, it's already late. I appreciate you tuning in as always. Thank you so much. Um, I got some real cool stuff I'm working on. Uh, once I'm done with it, I'm going to let you guys know. It's another project on top of the projects I've been telling you about. It's really cool. Um, man, but I'm going to wait till everything is up before I, I say anything. And I'm talking about everything will be up in a couple weeks. So I've been putting a lot of hours into it and pay, pay, put a lot of money. You know, since a lot of shows came in, I'm able to kind of get a little more creative with the funds. And so we're not really stressed out like we was at one point. But anyway, um, that's it, guys. Listen, I appreciate you. Be cool, be safe. And until tomorrow... Good night, freestyle. Before I lay me down to sleep, I pray to hear a freestyle beat. For if I die before I wake, I hope to make it to the break.